Now, before I get started, I want to tell you a little something about Ting. Now, I know you're probably saying, Rich, Ting? What is Ting? Well, Ting provides cellular service in the United States on two nationwide LTE networks. It's different than other major mobile providers. It's using a pay-for-what-you-use pricing system. And Ting customers only pay for messages, minutes, and megabytes they actually use without prepayment or picking a plan. And right now, you can actually check to see if Ting is best for you. Just go to the show notes. We have a link down there. Click on it. And check out their calculator. See if Ting is actually the right cellular service for you. Now, in this episode of Hartford County Living, I sat down with a young lady and we talked about business. We talked about community. We talked about kids. Talked a little bit about everything. But the main thing we focused on was business, how you can succeed in your own business. I see too many businesses shutting their doors for several different reasons, especially local businesses. And I hate to see that. Support local. Everybody knows I'm big on that. I want to see local businesses strive and become successful. And if that's the case, if we do that and support one another and support all the local businesses and organizations and nonprofits around us, it's just going to help us. It's going to make the community as a whole and the county as a whole even stronger. So on this episode of Harford County Living, I was joined by Dr. Natalie Forrest. And if you own a business, I guarantee you there are some things in here that we talk about that'll help you. And even if you don't own a business, if you're a nonprofit or just at home, in general, life in general, there's a lot on this episode that's going to help you. This is the Harford County Living Show. Voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. I am fortunate enough today to be sitting here with someone. She is a CEO, an international executive consultant, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and mentor, Dr. Natalie Forrest. And we are actually going to sit up here and talk about, I guess, how you succeed in your business. One of the, I guess, a pet peeve of mine, which I hate seeing, and I just saw it again this week, is local businesses shutting down, closing their doors uh, for a couple different reasons, I guess. Number one, some of your big chains come in, push them out. I think a lot of it also has to do with lack lack of marketing or improper marketing and I guess not supporting others, not Mm -hmm. being involved in the community. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I I know it's changed a lot throughout the years, but there are some regular basic things that don't change. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And we've already been talking. So when it comes to local businesses, I think a lot has happened when it comes to computerized Hmm. communication. And it has started to move us apart from each other. So it's so much easier and you can hide yourself if you order from whatever online (laughs) or you put your order in and you just pick it up at the door. You can hide and that's what I think what we've run into. So it's the hiding because you're worried that somebody's going to see you in a different way than you would like to be perceived on social media. There's no social involvement. Yeah. 
Well, and that that's social involvement meaning right. person to person. Yeah. It's yeah. killing us. It's killing us. Yeah. It's killing all generations. And so, of course, the businesses who rely on you coming in and saying hi, they're they want to talk to you and they make I mean let's face it a local bakery makes much better brownies or bread right. than anybody else and it's fresh but we've gone so much to quick fix and high speed that we don't appreciate that anymore and and then most people don't even eat together so they right. don't even know what they put into their bodies they just put something in and and I think that's where relationship building needs to rehappen yeah, and and I think you know, in a sense, that's what you're trying to do with the uh, with this show. Um, but it's also if we just if we're just able to park our vehicles someplace and walk down, whether it's Main Street or whether it's going, you know, from Redner's to the library, right? And and looking left and right and smiling at somebody, uh, and not you know being worried about what's going to happen to it's, you. Yeah, but it's really about reintegrating ourselves be nice to see that a lot i think that's one of the reasons why th- like my daughter my mm-hmm. wife they hate to go to the store with me <laughs> I, I i'm serious yeah I, no matter where i go i don't care if i know you or not i'm going to say hi i'm going to talk yes. to you yes you know and you don't see that a lot anymore and i think when i do that with a lot of people they look at me like they're kind of shocked at first i always call that my scare technique because you know, I will, I will walk up with people. If somebody looks at me, um, you know, instead of me looking away, I smile. I say, "Hey, how are you today?" And initially, my daughter, who's younger than yours, she's just eight now. Uh, initially, she was like, "What are you doing, mom?" And now I've said, "Well, do you have any idea how impactful that smile that you give somebody can be? You can oh, yeah. actually save a life." And she's like, "What?" And now she's like, just smiling at everybody. You know, so yesterday we were at, at a location and she like she smiled. She said hi. <laughs> and then she turned to me and said, "I don't really like that person." <laughs> but you know, she tried to be nice because that person clearly needed a smile. Right. So, uh, and I think that's really it's that simple. Yeah. But we've gotten so we've gotten pushed into being scared of each other. Yeah. Instead of being open. You just said something key too, where she said she doesn't like that person, and you hear I hear that a lot, especially if the younger people. Well, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. Why don't you like? Them? Well, mm-hmm. they did this. All right. Well, you know, why instead of looking at the bad things about them, what about the good things yes. about them? And I'll I'll tell everybody that there's something. Ooh. I don't care who it is, even yes. Charles Manson. There was something good about him. He was I a good songwriter, yes. a good artist. There's always something good about everybody, and if you look yeah. for the good in somebody. You know, you're going to bring that out, and that's just going to make them more cheerful. I, I believe. I always get into arguments about that with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not bad ones, but because that's that's what I believe. It's like yeah. there's always a reason for it, and I don't mean that in some kind of whatever like mythological way. But there's always a reason. Whenever you can learn something, it's good. I just did a show on that yesterday. You know, it's all in your perspective. <coughs> so it's really looking at someone. Yeah, they may have done the the scariest, meanest thing that you can imagine. And at the same time, you have to ask, what's the root cause? Yeah. Why did they do that? And then, like you said, there's something good about that person. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's what we want to bring out. But again, unfortunately, and I know you're working against that, and, and I am, but unfortunately, that's not what you see most of the time. No. The focus is on the bad. I mean, if you look at, at any kind of um, devastated zone, war zone, whatever, what do we hear about? We hear about the death toll. Yeah. We hear about the destruction. We hear about who's been arrested. Well, how about 
you focus on, I don't know, the orphanage that was just built or the Girl Scout troop that just brought in 200 pairs of socks. That doesn't make the news unless no, you keep doesn't. pushing and pushing. But that's really where, where the heart of the community is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, Danny McGee, who's going mm-hmm. to be coming on the podcast, he had put something out there. He had, I guess, sent his a press release or whatever to all these different news sources mm-hmm. about his book, you know, to get it out there because, you know, his struggles and how he's overcome them and he couldn't get any takers. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because when I, when I found out about him, I asked him for the press release. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of shocked, but I put it out there right away. Yeah. yeah, it's, but it's because it's good news. A lot of your media sources feel like they don't want to see it. Or nobody wants right. to see it. It doesn't yeah. sell for them. Well, I think the good news on on most main media stations, regardless left, right, yeah. or in the middle, they bring the good news between four and six a.m. Yeah, and then usually to close out a segment just before they get off the air at night because the rest just doesn't sell and that's something that historically speaking the news have changed so much yeah and part of that is because the drama gets the adrenaline going and so people tune in i mean i remember the first time when there was some kind of uh don't quote me on the year i don't remember when it was i'm old but um (laughs) it's like there was the first time that a plane got hijacked Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that for hours and hours, and I won't name the network, they were like having a camera on that plane. And nothing was happening. Right. And so they kept saying, yeah, we don't know what's happening, but we want to keep an eye on the situation. It's like for like 10, 12 hours, but there were no news. Yeah. But everybody was watching because everybody wanted something to happen. I think that's why a lot of yes. people watch like the NASCAR races and all. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, how about we we film and air how uh, what is that? A habitat for humanity, building yes. a house or the local church putting something up or when when we're cleaning the creek. Yeah. How about we showcase that for 12 hours? But who will watch that unless somebody's waiting for a little snake to just jump up? Exactly. Right? Yeah, and it's sad. It's, yeah, it it's is. It's very it sad. Is. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, it's, I, I guess the only fix for that is to uh, keep pushing positivity <laughs> down everybody's throat. Uh, you know, get the book The Secret for everybody or something. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think there's, there's, there's actually, there are two things. Number one, keeping positivity going. Yeah. But I also think, Oh, two more things in addition to keeping positive. Number one, turn the electronics off. Yes. And number two, listen to the kids, the small ones. Because they're still running around thinking that they're the greatest gift and the greatest miracle that has ever happened. And if we tune back into that, if we walk around with the kids or just watch them play, they're... They're into loving everybody. I mean, yeah. I just came back from, yeah, I'm executive director for the Women of Global Change. I just came back from our summit in, in the Dominican Republic. And we always do a game at the beginning. And the kids, because we integrate them, they're all included. And this game was about, you know, the imaginary world, imaginary countries, and they all had some kind of issue with each other. And now they had to find a solution. The kids in the room, 
instead of going to country A needs to talk to country B and country B needs to figure out why it doesn't hate country C anymore, they looked at it and they said, why don't we just pool the money and say everybody gets the same because in the end we're all one anyhow. Mm -hmm. And those were kids from age to 15. Right. While the adults were like looking at the sheets of instructions that they had gotten about their country and, and how they now need to figure out how to not hate that country and how to maybe obliterate that other country. That's what they were going into. Wow. But so just listen to the kids. Yeah. They know. And they will, they will protect nature automatically. I mean, yes, they will pull out a flower and give it to you. But, you know, they will also look <laughs> at it and go, wow, look at this. Look at this bug. You know, and they'll jump when they see but they appreciate it. And yeah. that, that kind of um, wonder, we've lost that wonder because the minute we come home, we turn on TV. And even when we're driving, we look at Twitter because that's not where apparently the news are. So we don't even look at, at, at what's going on around us. They, I think uh, two weeks ago, just when we got back, I was driving down 24. Mm -hmm. I forget where we came from, probably a coffee with friends or something and I looked outside and there was this double rainbow and, I, and, and my daughter and I we looked out the window and said wow I actually pulled over and took a photo right and then we looked at all the other cars driving by I looked at my kid and I said how many of these people do you think actually noticed that rainbow and she looked and said I don't know probably nobody yeah and that's sad it is sad so you know I mean those and I don't want to sound preachy, but the miracles are everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I think we all get caught up in the rat race. We all do. So having some kind of outlet, whether it's the podcast with positive news, whether it's daily affirmations to your email because you have to be on email, whether it's listening to the right music in the car, talking to good friends, or I'm, I'm a big proponent, listen to the kids. They actually know what they're doing. And it, it's weird because... You see, it's different with each generation. Like, mm -hmm. your your daughter's younger. Yeah. Mine is older. And it seems like my daughter's generation, I, I can't figure it out. They, it's like they don't know how to converse. Yeah. They, if you try to, I don't want to say educate them, but if you try to talk to them and your opinion is different than theirs, they'd rather get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. And which they think, well, no, you're trying, you're trying to persuade me. To, no, I'm not. I'm just right. telling you, this is the way I feel. Yeah. Everybody's got different opinions. You need to listen to different opinions. Yeah. And, you, and you can't change, and you shouldn't try to change somebody's opinion. Right. Well, you that's know, the lost art of communication. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's so easy nowadays, again, you know, not to bat my social media. I'm on it. Yeah. You know, and I use it for my own purposes, obviously. But there's so much stuff out there that has no reason but just think about texting so instead of picking up the phone and calling somebody and hearing the tone of their voice which mm -hmm. can tell you so much you text mm. and then by accident maybe one of the words that you use is now capitalized the other oh, person now looks <laughs> at that and they're stuck in a traffic jam they're already aggravated and yeah. they see one capitalized word pop out of them and they won't respond because they think that you're mad at them. And now you're sitting over to the right wondering why in heaven's name that person doesn't write. The person over on the left is like, I don't ever want to talk. It's like <laughs> that little, that little uh, kid's story, you know, what is that? Um, 
um, it's a German one. It's called, I'm trying to paraphrase, um, Stupid Goose, Lazy Duck. And, and, you know, they always used to be friends, but they misunderstand each other one time. And they just walk away. Until then, in the afternoon, they start playing again. But we've forgotten to just forget about and play again. Yeah. And I think that's also there, the part of the communication is that we only text and we use emojis instead of oh, saying something. And I like emojis, but, you know, they don't fill in for what I want to say. I, got, um, I need a magnifying glass sometimes to look at it and figure out what I it is. I have to learn some of the abbreviations. I was like, <laughs> what exactly does that mean? Now I know T-T-Y-L. But, you know, there are so many others. I'm like, and some you don't even want to pronounce. So it's like <laughs> all these abbreviations. Now you abbreviate everything in text messages. That transfers over to any other skill. Because you can just hit send. Yeah. And that's what they're doing in real life. Yeah, vocally. And also, then, in addition to that, I don't know how we got off on that, but you got me going now. Um, <laughs> yeah, think about computer games. In general, there's nothing wrong with computer games in limited ways. But what happens with computer games? And, and you've served, and you don't spawn back. But in computer games, you spawn back every yeah. single time. So it's not real. It's like you jump in, you get shot. Oh well, I'm back. Mm -hmm. And that's how they think. They don't. They. It's and it's not. I'm not saying it. I don't believe in fault. It's not they're doing, but that's how they've become educated. Yeah. Uh, and it's a societal issue. It's not you did this wrong or she did this wrong. It's as a society as a whole. I mean, how often does a family sit down together for dinner? Or leave alone, make dinner together. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm big on. We do yeah. sit down and, and eat dinner a lot. Yeah. Um, once in a while, like tonight, we won't because of yeah, if, if it's if there's a meeting that night, but I'll make sure dinner's ready for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but no, yeah, yeah I'm and and do not put you know, no cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, when we're eating. Dinner. Absolutely. Matter of fact, yeah. I remember God years ago when my daughter was even younger. <clears throat> I think she was in middle school. I made a rule that if any of your friends come over, their cell yep. phones go right there by the door. Mm -hmm. They don't touch them while they're here. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, her friends stopped coming over. <laughs> like, oh, that's just too oh, bad. So yeah. be it. But yeah. I, I, oh yeah, I, I no, don't sit there. And nowadays, you see these kids. Oh, let's go hang out. They're hanging out. What are they doing? They're all on the phone. Each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But you, know, you yeah. talked about the initials, you yeah. know, the the TT, all yeah. that stuff. They talk that way yeah. too, and I'll ha I, I've said a couple of times to my daughter and other kids, you know, they'll say something to me in the acronyms mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah. Really, you know? No, I don't know what it means. If I knew what it meant, I wouldn't ask you. Right. They'll tell me what it meant. I said, now why did you just say that? Well, because I, it's quick. no, it's not quicker. It's the same amount of syllables, and then you took all this extra time to explain to me what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I, mean. yeah I think it's really you know, it's it's the fact <clears throat> that the lost art of communication, I think, really has to do with the culture that we've created, and in some countries and some cultures more than others, where we are so afraid that somebody's going to hurt us, mm -hmm. um, and that, of course, is connected to the fact that we as individuals don't recognize how amazing we are. Yeah. So we're, we're, we don't, we're not self-confident enough that we can handle anything. Therefore, we're trying to portray this picture, and as long as nobody breaches that wall that we build, 
we're okay. So right. the best way for nobody to breach the wall <laughs> is to just not talk to them. Leave alone. Look them in the eyes. There's, there's a reason why people say the eyes are the doors to your soul, yeah. the windows to your soul, or the entry to your soul, however you want to phrase it. How many younger, and, and nowadays even our age, how many people really still look you in the eye? Oh, yeah. You know, and that's because of fear. And it's something that can be overcome. And that's also, you know, trying to get you back to what you said initially. That's the same with business. I was just going to say that. The handshake. Yeah, the handshake. How many businesses are starting to ban that now because of of everything going on? I always, when I meet people. It takes away that personal. I'm a hugger. Yeah. And I I warn people, and and at my previous job, the, the rules about sexual harassment, got so bad, I laughed at it at some point. I mean, a person could not tell me that I looked good without having to preface it mm-hmm. by, I don't mean an offense, but I actually like if somebody says, that looks good on you. I don't, I don't think, to me, that's not harassment. I right. think that's a compliment. Yes. But, you know, we're, everybody's different. I get that, you know. But I would walk up to people and say, I apologize, I'm a hugger. Are you okay with that? How silly is that that I need to ask? And when I, was, when I was still teaching, I was not allowed to comfort my students. Oh. And, you know, to some degree I understand that because there have been a lot of breaches of that confidence. Yes. But there are times when you have a, a, a very um, disturbed and aggravated young adult in the room. And you know they're looking at you for help and you're taking them out of the classroom but you have to be careful that the doors open that somebody can see you yep and all they need is a human touch and you're not allowed to do that and again there's lots of wrong with human touch i get that yeah but if i and and why do we become educators or why do we become any kind of uh, personal relationship it's a human touch whether it's business, education, anything, it's a human touch. And if you can't do that anymore, then what are we doing? Yeah. I remember years ago, I had uh, my cousin had Down syndrome. And mm-hmm. She would be in the Special Olympics. Yeah. We were huggers. Yeah. They had huggers. And even even when that wasn't going on, mm-hmm. she, you know, to me, somebody with Down, I think it's still the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. Yes. But they love the hug. And they love getting hugs. Yes. And a couple friends of mine have kids with Down. And when I would see them in school, they come run up to mm-hmm. me. I give them a hug. And I actually had a teacher tell me, "Oh, you can't do that." And Why? it's also, you know, the other thing, of course, is that you know you mentioned Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people with Down syndrome, especially, but also some other of what is considered special, um, they have even more intuitive knowledge of the other soul. Oh, yes. And so kids know. <clears throat> kids, and I always say, not to put kids and dogs <laughs> or animals <laughs> in the same place, but kids and animals, they know. The minute somebody walks up, if your animal, your pet runs, or if your kid runs, you might want to look twice. Yeah. And, and there is no explanation of why do I not like them. There's just a feeling. They and, sense, you know, they sense right. fear and evil. And maybe they'll, they'll overcome it by getting or to danger, know that person. Yeah, because sometimes the person just looks, you know, like, to, I don't know, imposing or something, yeah. and they come around to it. But especially the, the, the ones who have not been tarnished by all of that 
societal drama. Yeah. Just look at them, they know. And and they need the touch that that provides them with I mean kids want to have a teacher tell them great job and they want the accolades and they want the hug and they want the pat on the back. Well, let's just face it. I like that too. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, I'm an adult, I'm old enough, but I like that too. I, do, I don't need a, an award, but if somebody says good job, I'm going, oh, okay. Let's say how many businesses do that now? Yeah. You know, I mean, I know with the club, mm-hmm. you know, if the Leo club, right. if the kids do something great, I'm and, and I'm going to give them compliments mm-hmm. in front of everybody yes. else. Criticism will be separate. Absolutely. Compliments in front of yeah. everybody. And the criticism <clears throat> has to be constructive. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, I, it's just, a, and that's, I think that's also something that's gotten lost. So It has. It's and, and that's where, you know, it relates to business. When you talk to somebody, if somebody, somebody just told me about an event, they said, oh, you misspelled something on your event page. Now, I had two choices. I could be really, really upset at that person. I was grateful because I'm like, I looked at this page for like, I don't know, probably 60 hours within two weeks again and again. And other people looked at it too. We mm-hmm. all, our brain wasn't clicking. Thank you so much. That was constructive criticism. Yeah. It wasn't, oh my God, you misspelled this important person's name. It was like, you might want to change that. I noticed it, <laughs> you know? So that was great. But the difference between just criticizing because you want to put somebody down, which yeah. happens a lot right now, and, hey, have you considered this? Yeah. Um, people don't often know how to take that. People also don't know how to take a compliment. No, but they that, don't. that all has to do with self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kudos. I wish my brother-in-law Law was mm-hmm. here because yeah, he's been helping me with the podcast for a long mm-hmm. time. And... He is very good at giving me constructive criticism, mm-hmm. and I always welcome that. I can't, I can't make things better if people don't point out my flaws and what right. I'm doing wrong. Yeah, and he does that, and I thank him for that. Yeah, you know there are too many people that won't. Right. You know, and and I you see that in business too. Mm-hmm. If you see something being done, you know, wrong. Matter of fact, with the Hartford County Living thing, yeah, you know, I, I do the we do the Community Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. So at one point I tried to do a artist uh, or um, favorite local artist, mm-hmm. which that's <laughs> you know when it comes to artists you know you have musicians, painters, sculptors, authors, sculptors, yeah. culinary. There's so it covers a wide variety yeah. of things. Well, needs to say it's it was my fault, but somebody got into the site and they were putting in fake names. So I thought I fixed it. Apparently I didn't. And make a long story short, I, I took it down. I said, all right, well, I'm not going to do this because it's become a headache. Well, one guy and a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name, of course, goes online, gives me bad reviews and everything and just starts criticizing. He did it because, it, you know, his friend wasn't winning and all this. I'm like, what? No. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't. I didn't start a war or anything. I just said, you know, I, this is why I, I right. did it. Um, and he said, well, I'm, I won't be advertising with you anymore. Right. Well, it's fine. You don't advertise with me now. Right. So what I did is, like, I knew I, I wanted to to push the arts. Yeah. And yeah. Which was my way of doing it. I said, yeah. but apparently that ain't going to work. So instead, I, I decided let's do a 
I'll feature an artist of the week. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did in yeah. place of it. Right. And it's, hel it's helped out. Right. But kudos to, I, I use that word a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> a lot of people, this is the other thing with businesses. And I, 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 I see too many businesses doing this on social media, Google, whatever. If somebody gives them a bad review, <laughs> excuse me, they don't respond to it. Yeah. And if they do respond to it, sometimes they tr they're arguing back and you can't. Right. I responded back to this, and then and I've seen this happen with a couple of restaurants because you know I, mm -hmm. I teach people yeah. about social media, right. and they'll respond in a positive way, and then all of a sudden, good reviews come pouring yes. in yes. because people out there are you know they know you they have they have your back, mm -hmm. and they're going to come out there right. and they're going to support you even right. more. But if they would have came back with and, and just started mm -hmm. an argument, I guarantee you more people would start putting more bad reviews yeah. on there. Well, it's also <clears throat> what I have noticed is that people are always eager to put out bad reviews. Yes. I mean, the minute they don't like something, they're just like in your face. Yes. They don't ask why. They don't ask how. It's just like, oh, this didn't work. That didn't work. And therefore, I don't look at a lot of reviews. Uh, my husband is a big proponent of them, and I sometimes laugh because... You only have people commenting, or you mostly have people commenting, who, fall, who found some kind of flaw. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you had 2,200 people buy this, and you have 80 reviews saying it suck. Yeah. Excuse my language. Okay. Um, what about the other 21,000? I forgot the number, right? People don't look at that number. I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. People are very quick to criticize yes and and we talked about this before we went on the show the way to network right mm -hmm. so i think and i've noticed that not in harper county but in in baltimore where there is a misunderstanding of the word collaboration okay because the way i understand understand collaboration is like a two three four way street right i do something you do something it's almost like a compromise it doesn't have to be 50 50 but today you do something tomorrow i do something yeah. whatever you know it's almost like a marriage that's what collaboration is in so many ways and what i experienced a lot in in baltimore city with some people was like collaboration was i give and you take took me huh? a while to learn that i was like uh that just at some what? point like you know <laughs> yeah. it's like hold on and so what i've realized that that comes from fear and i've used that word a lot because yeah. it's around a lot but it also comes from a belief in lack that there's not enough and so businesses and networking they sometimes fall into that same trap i think and, and and it just means that in networking you know you have a networking group and you only allow one of every group or expertise in there yeah, well that means you believe there's not enough right so every group that i'm a member of allows more right because and that's the way it should right. be right i mean i know you now a little bit and i know other po podcast hosts that doesn't mean that you all compete with one another you all do we support each other yeah and so with you know i i do a an online show transformation tv video we're like 200 people Mm -hmm. And we we help each other out. Now, how many of them do similar things as I do officially just by title? A bunch of them. Mm -hmm. But they all do it differently because I got my niche and they got theirs. So if you want to talk about health and good eating, I'll send you over to them. If you want to talk about subconscious mind or business success, they say it works. 
but we officially all have the same title. Yeah. And so I think businesses, especially with all the hoopla about some of the big ones coming in and all of that, I think if businesses were more focused on what we would call your value proposition, what makes you so different? Right. Um, then and they really believe and live that and bring that out in marketing, you know, on podcasts, whatever. They have a much better chance of succeeding. Right. Because the 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 funny thing is the 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 oxymoron is that while people are distancing themselves from each other, they're also looking for the human connection at the same time. And so, if for example you find a local bakery, um, you know. Coffee, coffee, right. the vault, uh, Newberry's Baker. I mean, the ones that are in this area. If you find those and you can go there, initially when you go, you're like in your little spot and you, you're just, you know, on your computer, of course, right. trying to hide. But the fourth time that you come in, they remember the they drink remember? that you had. Yes. And how does that make you feel? Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel great. Yeah. I mean, it's... Exactly. And so it, it's really interesting. And, and I know this happens in a lot of small towns anyhow. Yeah. But it's also that, you know, my family's still in Europe and I'm from Germany. And there's a reason why we have small refrigerators. Right? <laughs> I mean, we don't have big refrigerators, which means every other day I need to go grocery shopping. And I go to the store every other day or every three days with a small baggie because I don't have to drive. I can take my bike or walk. And I get fresh food. And they know me. Yeah. And it's no longer one of those, you look at the person at the, at the register, they look at their register and they go, how you doing today? <laughs> and sometimes I want to start my story with them just to see how they react, you know. Um, and some of the medium-sized businesses do that. But it's it's really much more about how can you make sure that you're unique. Don't copy anybody else. That's like when, whoever I work with, don't copy anybody else. You're unique. And so do I like certain um, chain stores? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I will go to the local store instead, even pay a dollar more. If they if, offer it, that's where I'm if going. If they offer yeah. it, if they're local... And if I get a human touch. Yeah. And, and I think that's why a lot of businesses end up going out of business. It's the fear. And, of course, that fear translates from the entrepreneur, the business owner, to a possible lender and so forth. Because right. let's face it, small businesses lead, need loans. Yeah. And so <clears throat> if you see everybody around you going out of business, you're going to become scared. Your income for the next three, four, five months is not that great. You might need a loan. Now, the bank... Unless it's a local bank, there's a benefit to and local there are, banks. There are local right. banks here, right? Yeah. But if you go into a big bank first, they're going to look at the overall matrix yeah. and they're going to say, oh, well, four big stores went out of business. They don't look at why they went out of business. You know, maybe it was mismanagement. Yeah, they do. They just can't get it And it could you. be the community yes. you're in. Yes. You know, I, 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 that's one of the things that uh, there's a, um, an empty restaurant up the road from here. Mm -hmm. And somebody made the announcement that there was going to be a crab shack mm -hmm. going in there. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's like getting online. Oh, they'll never make it. That's a bad place yeah. to be. You know, a crab shack will never mm -hmm. work there, yada, yada, yada. Well, if, if I'm looking into buying this place and I'm seeing that mm -hmm. right away, I'm thinking, well, I ain't going to do this. Right. I ain't going to go there. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine 
at a computer store right here in Joptown. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You know, they said, oh, he'll never make it and all this stuff. And he actually did very well. Now, he closed down since then, but not because of that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, if people in the community are quick to, for some reason, go against local businesses. I remember going to these cab meetings. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they were talking about, I think, on the Route 40 corridor in one area about putting some businesses in. And somebody kept, a lot of people kept talking about these chain restaurants that they right. wanted to put in there. And finally, I think at the third meeting after they mentioned it again, and these are people from the audience, well, why don't we put mm-hmm. the, you know, put this? I, right, yeah, yeah, don't name names. <laughs> finally, I said, you know what? I said, why are you all big on getting these chains in here? Instead, what if the county does something to help the local people mm-hmm. open a business here. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you there are a ton, a ton of people that live in Harford County that own businesses, but their business probably isn't in Harford County. Yeah, absolutely. It, and in all honesty, mm-hmm. if I know you'd rather go to a chain store, I'm not going to open my store here. Right. I mean, it's and there's a lot, a lot of great stores around. You know, yeah. Department store. You look at Joseph's up in Havity Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many other department stores are there? Yeah, yeah. Lo- the local restaurants. The um, matter of fact, when I do the business of the mm-hmm. week, I remember a while ago I featured. I think it was Harford's Heart Magazine. Okay. And somebody said to me, "Why are you featuring your competition?" They're not competition. Yeah. Well, no, they do the same thing. No, they're a magazine. I said. And they said, what they do have online. So I said, okay. I said, but why Why wouldn't I support them? They're here. Yeah. They are local. It has to do with how broad your vision is. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I, I see too many, and this has always been a big key of mine too. Mm-hmm. I see too many local businesses. Mm-hmm. One of them has since closed down. Was always publicizing to support local. Shop, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I never saw them out there supporting any other businesses mm-hmm. or any nonprofits. Well, that goes back to partnership collaboration, yeah. right? You can't just, it's, or in other words, it's really walk your talk. Yeah. yeah so I mean, if you say it, do it. Exactly. And people will notice because words are easy, action takes a little more time. Mm-hmm. And, and let's not forget that relationships take trust and trust takes time. Yep. And it all starts with that handshake, that look in the eye, and that coming back. Yeah. Um, there are there are lots of places where you can get stuff much much cheaper, but do you want to go there? And and sometimes it's also it's not just the local business and local business owners. Sometimes it is that there may be a franchise here, yeah. but the person who's <clears throat> doing the franchise is still is local. local. Oh yeah. Well. Or the employees are still local. Yeah. Prime so, example is Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. They're franchises. Yes. And I knew that because my, my aunt used to have one. Exactly. And then yeah. talking about, you know, remembering your face. I know when I go to, <laughs> to DD, a lot of times, oh, extra large coffee, extra cream, extra sugar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I feel like I'm going into a bar. So. <laughs> yes. But that's a small town atmosphere. Yeah. And that's really, that's why we go back, right? I mean, there are times when, when I don't need to stop for a coffee, but it's like, let me just go into my favorite yeah. coffee place. Just because. I wish Coffee Coffee was dead here. I know. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, also, and, and then it's funny because there is the, um, that's not the right word, but I'm going to use the word, addiction. There's the addiction to certain things, one of them being 
the way that you train your body to like certain things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back to groceries, I don't know, maybe I'm hungry. But, you know, you brought up <laughs> coffee. Um, so, you know, we're so used to the taste of certain things. And when you start switching it, so if I always go to the big, big grocery store and buy the muffin there. Right. <clears throat> they, they might be excellent and all organic and all of that, which is, yeah, my peep project. Now I go to the local store, local bakery, and their muffin is much, much larger in size, and you bite into it, and, you know, I go like, whoa, this is so cool. And others are like, whoa, that's not what I'm used to. <laughs> right? And they yeah. are. And then yeah. they may never come back instead of understanding that it takes a little bit of time, not just for our habits, but also for our taste buds to read right. I mean, it's just like switching from milk to soy milk. There are times when you really don't want that soy milk. But it is better for you, and, and you can, like, over time, you'll get used to it, right? And so with local businesses, yes, maybe you pay 50 cents more. Maybe you pay a dollar more. Ask, why are you paying that? Yeah. Because it's usually not the business owner. It's all of the other responsibilities that they have. And... When a small business wants to advertise, you know, maybe with you, maybe in one of the local magazines mm -hmm. or other shows, or even just print flyers, they have to budget for that. Yeah. And they only have maybe 50 people come in in a week. So therefore, in order to fill their budget market, their, their market budget, they need to maybe add 50 cents, maybe just 20 cents to it. And then you add the tax to it, and then you add that to it. If you have 2,000 people coming in, and you pay your employees under the wage limit, then yeah, you can drop the price to 50%. It's not just, do I pay 50 cents more? It's what else is involved, and I don't think we take the time to look at that anymore. Yeah. The, you know, and one of the things you were talking before we started recording mm -hmm. about smiling, mm -hmm. and I'll go to a place, and if they smile at me, it, that customer satisfaction is mm -hmm. there. I don't care if I'm paying a lot more or not. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yes, I'm going to keep going there. Uh, one of the things I love about coffee, God, we're giving coffee, coffee a lot of plugs. <laughs> Free on advertising. Yeah. You know, uh, one, one of the things I love when I go there, and I did it with another one. Um, in having grace, I can't think of the name right now. I love, and I do this in restaurants. I'll go in there, and I like to throw. Mm -hmm. The server, the, the waiter, whatever, off. Yes, They'll I say, do that well, too. What, they say, "Well, what would you like? You know what? Or what kind of coffee? You want? Surprise me. What? Yes, <laughs> surprise. That's me. That's the best part. Yeah. 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 And now, now I'm getting, hopefully, getting to taste something different. Right. Um, the restaurants, especially, look at me like, well, I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. What kind? Of, how about a salad? Okay. What kind of dressing right. you want? Surprise me. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's also, you know, that's where where you open yourself up. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And that's, yeah, I mean, you know, but in, in a positive way. But it you started know. a conversation, right. too. And, yes. and that's the thing. Yeah. You're, you're, how many places, I mean, how many people do that when they go into a place? Not yes. a lot. No. You know, but it makes a, it a lot, hopefully it'll make that person on the other side of the counter, it'll make their day. Right. Yeah, if they're having a they bad day. They get to be creative, yeah. right? You know, you never know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but going back to the, mm -hmm. the marketing part, yeah. and one of the things I've, and you know, before Harvard came, I mm -hmm. told you I was in marketing and mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've seen where a lot of businesses mess up, you have a marketing budget, mm -hmm. 
which is different than an advertising yes. budget. And a lot of businesses don't realize that. Mm -hmm. They feel if they are if, if they set aside five thousand dollars for the year for advertising and they spent that five thousand dollars a year, then that budget's gone. Right. Which should not be the case. Your advertising budget should have you should be making money back mm -hmm. off of it. Mm -hmm. So that budget's always there to keep it ongoing. Right. And a lot of businesses yeah. don't understand that part. Yeah. Marketing is completely different. Right. I mean, yep. advertising falls under that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. advertising, you should have a return on investment. Right. And if you're not getting a return on investment, then you need to change your advertising. You need, you need yeah. to change right. either where you're advertising, mm -hmm. how you're advertising, you know, and um, I'm not going to mention a big newspaper, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, if, you, if I'm running an ad in there and it doesn't work, and you know, I, I've talked to my sales rep there, and, and they've tried different things. What are you going to do for me now? Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to cancel. But should you, you know, right? I would think that you would want me to stay. So give me three months of free advertising. Yeah. You don't see that. And I do yeah. that, but I right. Mean, you know. I mean, it's <clears throat> but that's customer service. Don't yeah. get me started on that. Um, that that's that's like a different book. But <laughs> that's like. But it's all part of business. Absolutely, it is. And so it has to do with the people that you hire, how mm -hmm. you train them, how they feel about the mission and the vision, and all of that. It's also that when it comes to advertising and marketing, especially if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur yeah. with limited budget, it's you. Oh, yeah. So you, because I know that from me, I mean, I can help lots of people when it comes to my own business. I need help. Right. Because I'm in my own juice. I'm like, okay, I like this, I like this. And then I may wonder, why did this event announcement not work? Right. Now, I've changed it. I've tweaked it 20 times. And I still didn't get any responses. So if I'm not open to what we consider to be constructive criticism, I will just let that event go. Yeah. And, you know, there might be outside circumstances, like there, there are 20 other events going on the same day. We know that. And, you know, we can justify anything. But that's where your, I don't know, network comes in, where your mastermind groups in, where you, again, you open up to other people. Yeah. And you say, this is not working. And you do that because you're asking for help, which actually makes you a stronger person. Right. And then you get from the people <laughs> that you're trying to get to this event, they tell you, well, you use that word that completely threw me. Or the description was too long. Or change the title. Simple things like that. And that's where you cannot operate from lack. Yeah. Or from fear. Where you have to say, okay, this didn't work. And everybody who's in business. You got to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. And we make them. And they are, there. there's a lot of money we spend where there's nothing coming back from. Well, what, what's, the, what's the old phrase? You have to fail in business in order yeah. to succeed? Which is why I don't believe in failure. Fa to me, it's not failure. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. It's exactly. Yeah. Just like every problem has a solution. And that's why I don't believe in problems. I believe right. in challenges. So, and, and I, that's, yeah. I love challenges. See? Yeah. Everybody I, I does. Do. It's just a word change. Yeah. And that's like, it's a challenge. It's like the, the, the Rubik's Cube, whatever that's thing called. It's like, it's uh -huh. a challenge. Let me fix it. You know, and then everybody wants to fix it. I kind of no cheated and took the stickers off on that one. Yeah. But I, I solved the problem. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I, I look at that. I'm like, no, that's not my. That's not but, my world. Going back, and I said, yeah. I know you said it's a different book, but customer satisfaction. How many businesses teach their employees customer satisfaction? I know when I 
when I, I actually, I think each business I was in, whether the computer field, radio, or even the car business, we had to take classes. Zig Ziglar was a big one. Oh, yeah. We always, you know, when he was still alive, when I worked at Thompson Automotive, whenever Zig came around, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a couple of these mm-hmm. other people, they would send us to him. Yeah. You know, uh, and it, it, well, it motivates you. Right. If you're motivated, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to have better customer service. Well, I think I think <clears throat> what what is missing, and you know, I, I work with with corporations on this, is not necessarily in the small businesses. Even mm. though there you can get people you too that you're wondering what the hell you're doing, you know. Um, but and and that's easier because you only have three, four, five local employees. Right. The minute that you get bigger and bigger, what happens very often is that the mission gets lost. And that it all yeah. becomes about the money. Yeah, so now, right. and you know, the examples that, that, that I look at, it's bigger business, but let's just think about my back project, I've got five of them, you know, <laughs> healthcare. Yeah. So if I call my healthcare insurer, because I want to understand the bill. I think I have a right to do that. I mean, I pay you monthly. Right. It's, not a, it's not a little money that you're getting. The customer service representative, what is the first question they ask me? What can they help you with? Nope. Hi, my name my name is Josie. My number is five seven 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 two. What is your reference number? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm a reference number right there, like my alarm clock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's not their fault. And again, I don't really believe it, but it's not. That's the script that they have it, to use, script, right? Right. And then <laughs> you say, well, I'm reading this, this, and this, and really, what I'm asking for is a human explanation. Right. Because my brain doesn't understand those lines and those numbers and those codes. So break it down for me. Pretend I'm really dumb. I can be really dumb. Just explain it to me in layman's terms. They can't. No, they can't. So now that customer service rep, Josie in this instance, she's like, going down this strict script. This means that, well, if you're not happy, now I'm getting aggravated. Now I want their manager. Mm-hmm. The manager has his or her script. So at the end of a two-hour conversation, I'm ready to dump that in shorts. Whose fault is it? Well, really multiple. I had a certain expectation for human touch. The mission and the vision got lost into get the ticket. If you want to make money as a customer service rep, you have to answer 20 tickets per day or you will lose money. And the team doesn't talk to each other because they're now competing. So you cannot turn over to Lucy and say, Lucy, there's this really aggravated person on the line. What should I do? Because if you do that, Lucy's like, oh, I'm going to get that ticket. Yeah. Right? So it really has to do with mission and vision breaking down, team leaders not appreciating the individuals that are on their team, and, and it's just a breakdown in communication and leadership. They get some training. The training that people get nowadays is pretty much do this, do that, don't get us into legal trouble. Right? I mean, that's it. Yeah. And you cannot spend more than 15 minutes on a telephone call with, with anybody. Well, sometimes... That's provided you get a live person. I know. Yeah, don't <laughs> you know even go there. So, so the customer service really is, again, we've lost the understand, And that's why so many, bi- even big businesses, they now, you know, uh, create partnerships with other big ones. Yeah. And so why is that? Because they're losing business. Why is the market in health insurance or other, you know, auto insurance, whatever, why is it so big? 
because people are disappointed in the way that they're being treated. They're not being treated as individuals. So they go find something else. After a while, they get the same. If you have the local agent here, you may pay a little more, but, but you can call that. him up and you say, hey, this is what I need. Yeah. And some of the bigger, and you know, insurances or other companies, doesn't matter. Some of the bigger insurances are great at that. They're right there with you, but the majority is not. And so they're going to go out of business as well. Big yeah. insurance companies go out of business or they're being helped out in some kind of way by, by the government because there are too many people employed there. But right. they're going out of business, not because of an individual. The system is broke. Yeah. You need to fix the system. You need to give them real training. And, you know, with the Lions Club, you know, it's all about leadership. And leadership is not necessarily screaming at each other. Right? No. That's no. going to drive people away. Exactly. So leadership, I did this workshop for Girl Scouts, you know, um, leadership for young people. It starts from the back. I always bring up the example of the wolves. Where's the leader of a wolf pack? Leader of the wolf pack is in the back, always. The young ones are up front, the scouts. So the middle-aged ones are up front, the scouts. Right. They're making sure that everything is going okay. The older ones, the babies, the injured ones, they're in the middle, protected by the front and the back. The leader's in the back, orchestrating everything. And so the leader understands, in this instance the wolf, the wolf, the wolf leader understands every individual in his pack and makes sure that they're addressed, that their needs are addressed, that the young scout is not too long up front, that the mom can spend time with the baby, that the grandparent, they understand that. Right. But how do we nowadays lead? We lead from the top, we tell you your task, we don't ask what you like to do, we don't allow you to collaborate, it doesn't work. Yeah. And that goes now, to big and small <clears throat> business. People call me mm -hmm. to DJ their wedding. Mm -hmm. They may not hire me because they think I'm too much. Right. Cost too much. But I do offer, I said, look, even if you don't hire me, if right. you need any help with anything, yeah. any advice, right. call me back. Yeah. And I have, I've had people call me back of and course. help me. And, and, goes back to the networking thing. Mm -hmm. There's DJ companies, I'll, and I even do with the web design. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Patrick Chambers, PJ, web, what was it, Web IXI. Mm -hmm. I've sent business his way because either if I'm too, if I don't have enough time to do it, I'd rather give it to somebody I know exactly. that's going to do a good yes. job. Yes. With the DJing, there are, we're, I guess you could say my DJ companies different than other companies mm -hmm. in a way where I see a lot of companies will do more than one wedding on a weekend. Yeah. One thing mm -hmm. I'm specific on, if we only had, we'll do one wedding mm -hmm. a week, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen too many companies will get paperwork crossed up. Yeah. And yeah. the wrong DJ right. have it. You know, and I'll do that. And so I won't use those companies. Right. I'll rather, I'll use individuals, mm -hmm. provided that individual has a backup person and a backup right. system. But there are, you know, ones that I'll recommend. Right. AJ Smith, yeah. you know, great guy. I worked with him at um, 100.7 The Bay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people I've referred, I've sent his way. Because I know he yeah. does a great job DJing and he's got backup. And that, that's important. Yeah. Because it also helps build trust. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I don't take it personally if you say, no, I don't want to work with you. It's something that it doesn't click. There, there are people that I don't want to work with. Right. And then, you know, we talked earlier that right now, 
I focus a lot on my daughter. Well, that's a choice. Yeah. My vision for my life or for my daughter's life is that she knows who her mother is. So therefore, you know, th- that's important. And I don't, I don't commit to too many speaking events because of her, but also because I don't want to get my paperwork crisscrossed, right. right? Because that doesn't work. So that has to do with what we said earlier. You have to be your own individual and secure enough in what you do. You know you're good at yeah. DJing. You know, and you're okay with doing one a weekend. That's great. So now you've got all these other people that you can collaborate with. Right. You know, and that's really, really important because that helps grow your business. It helps people trust you and others do the same thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, now I have five. I can't do it. Well, maybe Rich can do it. You know, that's, that's how it works. Oh, yeah. And, and you can't. If somebody said, like with Harvard County mm-hmm. Living, I've had I've talked to businesses and they just flat out refuse to advertise with me or anything. Mm-hmm. You fine, no problem. Right. You know, I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to get into an argument with them because no. you never know. Later on down the road, you know, they may. Prime example. Remember, we were talking about the artist mm-hmm. thing. I I refer a lot of people to that guy mm-hmm. because I know he does great work. Exactly. And as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, he sets up at my nephew's place for their big art show, mm-hmm. and I see him at a at fundraisers. We DJ, mm-hmm. and he, it, the work is just awesome. But I'm not gonna. Why Why should I not refer people to mm-hmm. him if I know somebody that buys his art is going to get satisfaction out right. of that art? Well, it also has to do with you know perspective again, right? Yeah. And positive <clears throat> versus negative. What do you want to focus on? So you could, in this instance, have focused on, oh, he tried to really badmouth me, yeah. right? But instead, you're saying, well, whatever, it's over. Close that chapter. Right. Let's focus on the good. Wow, look at what this person can do yeah. and how it can positively benefit others. Yep. It's just a little perspective switch. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, if, if I if I had negative news on my website instead of positive <laughs> news, I could have easily bashed him and done whatever, you know. Yeah, there you millions go. of people going after millions of people. But no, I mean I'm not yeah. gonna do that. No. I don't no. Wow. To me that makes me look even worse. Yes. Or, but that's because of your integrity level. Yeah. I mean, wh- where where is that for a lot of people? You know? The other thing that I always find interesting is that, that we do so much to to justify what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, feedback. Uh, so, of course, you know, in the Lions Club, in the Leo Club, you, you have a, a small group of people and you've built the trust, you've built the relationship. I always find it interesting, you know, talking to corporations or even, you know, big educational entities. And, and they, they will tell you in a heartbeat that they do every year the, the 360 assessment. They mm-hmm. do it for the whole company. They do it for all leadership and management positions. Everybody gets a word in. And then if you ask the quote-unquote lower-ranking people, half of them haven't filled it out. The other ones tell you what they have filled out, and that doesn't match what yep. has been shared with them at the last meeting. So you actually, if you ask for feedback, you got to take it seriously. Or you're going yeah. to lose your employees. You're going to lose productivity. I mean, it goes all downhill. And again, that's for business. But business is no different from life. I I want people to understand that. I mean, if you don't have a business and you don't have a job, meaning you don't have an entrepreneur sort of business, you still have a business because you run your life. You are always, and somebody else said that, I didn't come up with it, you're always the CEO of your life. 
So that means you run your life. So how do you want your life to be? And now pretty much all you do is you, you, you move that towards any kind of business, whether that's your job and you may not like your job. I get that. Been there, done that. Right. Okay. But how do you approach the job? That's the question. Bingo. (laughs) I mean, I can get up every morning and complain. I know people do that. And when they come back from work, they complain. Yeah. Well, great. That's your comfort zone. Now, how about you go into work with a little bit of a different attitude? It's just like the smile on the street. Okay. Now, the same goes for your entrepreneur business. Right. Okay. How do you approach it? And be true to yourself. Don't copy anybody else. I mean, for any business, and I think that's the other thing, how to succeed in business, for every business, there are some building blocks. Whether you're big, small, a hair salon, a grocery store, or a coach, they're all the same. The foundation is always the same. Um, And it does not start actually with a business plan. That's like the least important thing. You need one, but it's the least important thing. So you need those building blocks and making sure that, that you follow that checklist is really crucial and a big part of that checklist is getting good advisors i mean it's right in there and you know i'm i've just become the ceo last year of of i do systems and and we're creating an online platform for that but even before that if you're building a business i was a teacher i had i never wanted to be an entrepreneur never never (laughs) never i'm also german never wanted to be an entrepreneur i'm like okay interesting what do i do so you put the puzzle pieces together but it took a coach of mine to say well where's this and this because i didn't know if i had had that checklist and you need to review all the items again and again oh yeah you know i mean a business plan changes the minute that you've written it but the advisor team and yes you'll change those out too do you have uh simple things what is your infrastructure like do you have a location do you need a location do you actually have an account for your business because your business account is different from your personal account do you have credit business and personal and they collide until you come to a certain growth right so all of those things have to be in place and most of all especially when you're starting out and if you're in some kind of muddy waters you need partnerships. You need collaborations. You need somebody to support you and you support them. Whether that means that, you know, the local coffee shop is hosting a networking event for free where lots of other entrepreneurs come in and like right. the coffee and see stuff, or whether it's the hair salon doing that and having vendors there. I mean, there are all these options to build relationships. And people just need to focus on that and and it'll change things and I know you're doing it I know some small communities are doing it and and we just need to really emphasize that that piece about the human connection yeah yeah it's unfortunately missing with a lot of them yeah and I uh, I don't know I don't get it yeah I think maybe one day I will but (laughs) well I, I sometimes say you know if you're in business to make money you're in the wrong line of work Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because that's the wrong approach. You right. have to be in business because it matches your purpose and you're passionate about it. You yes. cannot, there are bad days when you run your own business where you want to quit. But if at the end of the day you say, I don't think I can live without this, then you're in the right business. Yeah. It, otherwise, it's just a job to make money. I start, when I started this, Mm HarfordCanningDivin.com. I didn't expect it to take off the way it did. Mm -hmm. 
I've had three, two or three, I can't remember, mm-hmm. different companies contact me about buying it. Mm-hmm. And I simply refused. Uh, mainly because, well, mainly because it, this is this is my vision. This yeah. is what I want to do. Right. The other reason, they weren't even from here. Yes, of Two of them not. were from other countries. Mm-hmm. Another one was from another state. I'm like, it's Harford County living. Uh, no. You, well, they want to franchise it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, no. It's Now, now with my DJ thing, mm-hmm. that, and I'm showing my age here, I've had that since 86. Mm-hmm. It's to the point now to where I don't DJ as much as I used to, simply because it's, the equipment's too heavy. <laughs> um, but my son, you know, thank God, is doing it uh-huh. you know and he trains some of the other djs and he gets out there and Good. he's been doing it for 13 years now wow. and people love him yeah you know and but i trained him on how to do it now would he take over the whole thing i was hoping to until i showed him what's involved in you know right. bookings and, right, and right. all the hidden fees that go behind right. and he said no right. you know but yeah the same with this and thank god for my wife too with the Harford county living mm. thing Especially in the wintertime. She helps out a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, with the school closings. Yes. The schools are delayed or oh, closed. Man, she's yeah. up before me. She's posted it. Oh, right cool. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, whether she listens to the podcast, I don't right. think so. <laughs> but, you know, that's really crucial, too. The thing that if you are opening a business, whether it starts as a yeah. hobby or not, you and your spouse, you and your family, you have to be on the same kind of path. They don't have to love what you're doing, but they have to understand the mission and at least support yes. you in one way or another. I mean, I couldn't do what I do if my husband would say, you cannot leave to go to Dallas. Right. Right. No, I cannot take off work. No, I don't want to be alone with the child. If he said that, what would I do? Yeah. So, you know, he may not want to hear me speak all the time or he may not agree with everything that I do in my business because his his ideas are different, but he understands where I'm going and that I have to do it. Right. So I couldn't do it without him. And my daughter could cry every time that I leave, <laughs> you know, or other friends could say, no, I cannot come over and watch the cats. Thank you, Cindy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll little picture over there. So, you know, you need that support network. People who may not understand why, they may look at you like you're the weirdest person in the room, but they've got your back. Yeah. And and that's what it's about. That is really, I, I guess, the first step for being an entrepreneur. And then you take it from there. And, and I think also, too, with being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. if you have a brick and mortar, I think in a way that oh. makes it easier than, say, if you're home-based. Mm-hmm. With me running, because mm. my business is from home. The Mind DJ you, business yeah, yeah. And, and the web design business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harford County Live is not a business. That's, right. That falls under my primary business, Dan. Ben. Of course, yeah. It's a web, website. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, now my daughter might finally get it. You know, my daughter knows if I'm home, I'm working. You know, if I'm downstairs, I'm editing a podcast, if I'm recording, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I'm working. Don't Don't bother me. Mm-hmm. I'll come upstairs, I'll take a break because shouldn't be sitting down too long anyways. Right. And my wife gets that now too. The only people that don't get it, people that don't live with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many times I'll be at home working, I hear a knock on the door. Right. 
phone or yes, <laughs> yeah, get a text. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm working. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like the minute it's that hard. You, the minute that you say you have a home office, they're like, oh, you got it easy. Yeah. No, like, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, I actually think it's harder. I mean, it I don't know about you, hard. but I get sidetracked sometimes. If I'm not doing a coaching or creating something online or making a conference call or something like that, I mean, I get tempted to do the laundry. Yeah. You know, or the cat runs by and I'm like, oh, do you need anything? Or I realize maybe I need to vacuum. You know, I mean, we have schedules for that. Yeah. But still at home and then people call you and they're like, oh, you're home. It's like, oh, don't even use the tone with me. <laughs> I'm not like home reading a book. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting at my computer playing video games. Um, and, and a lot of people have a hard time understanding that. Yeah. Um, which brings me to something else. And I have no idea why. But housewives, housewives, I think, have one of the most important jobs in the universe. And I think they're completely underappreciated. See, technically, that's my role, too, because my <laughs> wife still works full time. So yeah. I'm running my business from uh, home, yeah. but I'm also you know, doing the other things at home. Yeah. Which I'm glad because, right. it, again, yeah. it gets me up yes. out of the chair. Right. And it's just something that I think sometimes when, when you say I have a home office, people, because of the idea that they have a housewife, which is completely untrue, um, that, you know, you just sit at home and watch soap operas. Have you no. ever seen what a housewife does? I mean, I know there have been studies about... Well, not just housewives, pay, right. stay-at-home parents, yeah, too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah. just see stay-at-home parents. Yeah. Mean, God. They, yeah. The job's a lot harder than people, especially right. with newborns, If we started too. paying everybody for the different jobs that oh, we yeah. hire out, I mean, stay-at-home parent and housewives, we'll make a whole lot of money. And, and so, you know, plus... My wife would have fired me already. <laughs> well, see, so, oh my God, let's take that out. Um, it, it's just something. And then also for the community, because yeah. it leads into relationships, right? So if I need help, if, if I need somebody to, to watch my daughter, maybe I have to put out a fire, or maybe I need to travel mm -hmm. and my husband can't take off, who can I call? Well, I have some friends who are stay-at-home moms. Right. Ta-da! I could not do half of what I do without them either. And that's a community and a relationship yeah. thing, right? Yep. So we need those. We, every every person is needed, regardless of how high on the pecking order or whatever hierarchy you think you're doing. Every person is crucial. That's one thing that I taught my daughter. Um, and this comes from when we used to go to Greece. Um, there were some extremely intelligent and insightful fishermen. And I always thought that they were so much smarter than half of the PhDs that I know, including myself. Really? So much smarter. I mean, they just had a way of understanding the world, you yeah. know, not just a book, but the world and how it all connects. And that taught me a lot because if you look at a fisherman, you're like, oh, maybe I take a step back, they smell or whatever, but they're like so, so intelligent. And so I, I told my daughter, every person is important. So when I stay at a hotel or, you know, when I go to my daughter's school, I talk with the janitors. Yeah. Not because they're janitors, but because they're so important and they're good people. I mean, I, I talk with them. They're really cool. Um, you know, or the, or the maid who comes to the hotel or, you know, the person who carries your luggage because I can't carry 12. I don't carry 12, but, you know, it's like, I mean, everybody is so important. And most everybody, if they get that little appreciation... 
there's a reason why they have that job. Half the time it's because they need to make money. But then if they say, if somebody says, oh, thank you so much, they want to come back. Yeah. You know, so I really believe that everybody is crucial. And there, to me, there is no you're better than the other. Everybody matters. And there's a reason why you have the job, the position, or do what you do. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke to a young lady. She actually she used to be in the club, mm-hmm. and I got because they have in, in the Leo Club mm-hmm. in lines. We have elections, mm-hmm. so you elect a right. president, secretary, mm-hmm. all that. And in the Leo Club, uh, <laughs> one of the girls was going to run for president, and she found out that another girl was going to run for president, but was younger than her. And she said mm. that if the younger girl won, she could not be in the liaise because she could not take orders mm-hmm. from somebody younger than her. Oh, yeah. Well, a couple of things with that. Number one, with, with a club, you're not taking orders. Mm-hmm. President is basically like the CAO. Yeah. The C, you, know, you answer to a board of directors. Right. The other thing is in business, I can't tell you how, you know, the places I've worked at where my manager, I, I hate that word boss. I, right. I don't like to say that because yeah. that's backwards. It's a double right. SOB. So the, the, man- <laughs> <laughs> the, the manager or supervisor, yeah. a lot of times are younger than yeah. me. I'm, I'm still going to listen to them. Prime example is you know, me being a Marine Corps veteran. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our lieutenants, so I'm sure, are younger than a lot of us. Well, see, that's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's, that's. I guess you maybe work together. and maybe that that's I mean I love everybody who gives me advice anyhow yeah. you know if, if it comes from love uh, I've run into the same thing with my daughter obviously you know she, she's been exposed to a lot of things so um, she is young but she's done a lot um, which means sometimes I have to hold her back but that doesn't mean that she does not know more about let's just use something simple most of our kids know better how to use a remote control than we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, so will I take advice from her? Yeah, because in my house, for some reason, there are six remote controls, and I don't know why. I just want to watch this one channel at 9 o'clock. That's all. Really, that's all. I don't need anything else. And every now and then, I want to pop in a video, right? I mean, right. Well, now it's a DVD. So, and I know how to do those things, but it's like they just knew intuitively. Yeah. Okay? So, of course, I take advice from a younger person. Or if, if I've worked in a field that is history, and you're a mathematician. I don't care about your age because I don't know math very well. So teach me about it. And so she ran into that also with the 4-H club. Right. She joined a 4-H club, which I love. I never knew they existed. Bad on me. But they're really cool. And she loves animals. She wants to save the world and the animals. So great. And one of the things was that they have a very much an, an age-structured hierarchy. Right. And somebody told her as well, well, you can't be present because you're so young. And I went like, Ooh. Do you know what she has done? Do you know that she has a book that she does service projects every year that she's, uh, do you know what she has done? And I I didn't say anything, right? But I understand that, and this is very important, I think for everybody to understand, not for your example, Mm -hmm. but sometimes there are legal issues that have been superimposed. So like if she wants to volunteer, she often runs into, you have to be 15. Legal. Okay, now the pl- place she found, I just have to be there. Thank you very much. All the time as well. Wonderful place. Wellspring right. of Life Farm. Wonderful. She can volunteer. I can volunteer. I mean, it's equine canine therapy for veterans, all of that. It's amazing. Right. But that was the first person who said yes. And they wrote it into all of their stuff that the youngest age is eight. And they took her because she has experience. 
which sometimes matters. You know, again, I have to be there so it's not like she's running around wild by herself. But it's not about age, it's about maturity. Right. And people just need to understand that. It's, it has nothing to do with you knowing more, you knowing less. Again, the hierarchy stuff is just overrated. Tell your daughter next year, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, I, I mentioned the We Can Serve movement. Yeah. The board is all young kids. Mm -hmm. Have her, and I think each year they ask for new volunteers yeah. for the board. Yeah. Have her look into that. Absolutely. Because they yeah. do a lot with, like, Anna's House, Hartford Family House, yeah. homeless kids, homeless people in general and foster kids they, yeah. they do a lot and it's yeah. just I mean amazing. she just um, for three years her business was just really really focused on saving the environment and right. saving um, animals she has a book out on that and now she, she switched it up a little bit this year she said you know I'm working still on that I'm going to continue that Wait, a you mean writing a book? yeah really? yeah at eight years old? yeah wow okay. I, I typed it for her I typed it but she Dictated and now she types herself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know now she switched it to um, equine. Uh, no, not equine. That's me. Um, canine therapy. She really wants to now wow. create something like canine therapy because that's what she's learned at what she's learning at right. Spring of Life. So she's using <laughs> that and she loves animals. She's like she sees how much love animals bring to to people. So now she's thinking, okay, if I can just get one dog, I train the one dog, and she's got a business plan for it, and she's got some support, and then she wants to go to hospitals and bring the animal there. And help wow. and help you know not just what you do when you go to an animal to bring an animal to the hospital and they all give lovey dovey stuff but also give especially kids in the hospital the opportunity to maybe let the dog learn some tricks show them how they can teach a dog that helps with the self confidence so that's what she wants to work on now it's like okay cool we're still working on the other things okay no problem we're still finding the director but now we want to do that cool. And you have to also allow kids that room because yeah. it's still in the same area, but she's saying that's going by itself. Now I need to focus here for right now, and that's great. Very smart. Yeah. Wow. Well, but you know the we conserve sounds really cool. She I, needs I, I want to. Your I wanna, daughter needs to come up here for the pet fest next year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, she's game. She's game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and, and you know, it's I think the that young entrepreneur yeah. already. I know. It scares me, but she also <laughs> likes theater. And can I, oh. can I can I do a plug? Of course. Okay, the uh, Abington Community Theater, love it. it Is that Tim? No. Okay. It's Marilda through okay. Emmett and Rec. Okay. It's the best I've ever seen. I mean, my daughter loves theater. She's very dramatic. She loves theater <laughs> anyhow. But those programs, I mean, through Emmett and Rec, talk about local. And I know there are lots of great. Places. It's called Abington? Abington Community Theater. It used to be called Abington Children's Theater. Okay. Um, and, and they do shows. We always do the shows at Harford Tech. I mean, big ones. Every spring, every uh, fall. We just, we, and I say we because I got roped into volunteering. <laughs> I'm a sucker for volunteering. So um, in the fall, it was Alice in Wonderland. Now in the spring, it was Mary Poppins, and they have summer camps and everything. Oh, wow. Um, but, but what I love about it is, remember when you mentioned cell phones? Yeah. Yeah, cell phones out. And it's, it's like all day, like in the summer, it's an all-day camp, and they learn everything. And they, they learn by doing. And there, there, are, there are kids there who may normally be very shy, right. or they, they may have some quote-unquote issues when they're there. They open up. They open up, and it's just, I mean, they learn choreography because you said, you know, 
these are young kids. I mean, they're like from seven all the way up to whatever, like 16, right? Different group right. ages. But it's just like, I have never seen anything, well, once a week meeting for like three months, and then at the end you have a production that blows your mind? Oh, you got to have them contact me. I would love to get them on. I mean, it's just, and it's through Edmonton <clears throat> Rec, and I love Edmonton Rec. We do basketball with them right. as well, you know, skills camp right now. So, I mean, there are so many offerings for kids to, and this is why I'm going there, to grow their mind without computers. Yeah. We just got to get them there. Because the easy way for all of us is to say, yeah, just have screen time. But it's not good for them. But my daughter was not allowed to watch TV until she was almost three or four years of age. And then she came back one day from uh, wherever she was at daycare for like half a day. And she was talking about some of the superheroes. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, hold on a second. You know, that, that's like, I don't want. But, you know, we did other things. Yeah. That's the way I grew up, right? I mean, we had like a teeny tiny black and white. So... If you allow the kids, going back to how we started, if you allow the kids to really use their brain and use their imagination, they'll do it. Yeah. Don't limit them to a screen. And there are benefits to robotics and coding. Don't get me wrong. She does that too, and all kids should in the world we live in. But then get away from the screen. You know, do something outside. Play sports. Do theater. Go for a hike. Yeah. Something. Just get out. And, and the rec centers have it. All of Harford County rec centers have sports and hiking. And you've got the Girl Scouts. You've got the 4-H club. You've got the Lions that's, Club. That's yes. one of the things that irks me. You always yeah. hear people say there's nothing for the kids to do. There you is. Open plenty. your eyes. There yes. are a ton of things yes. for yes. kids to do. And I have to say that, too. With the rec centers, they're not that expensive. No. So I think almost, and, and they have scholarships too at times. So, oh, yeah. you know, so, I mean, it is possible. Does it involve us as parents driving them? Yes. But is it worth it? Yes. Because the kids learn to make relationships mm -hmm. and to communicate instead of being on the cell phones. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one thing before we wrap up, what could you tell somebody that is in business to help them succeed? This is going to sound really, really corny. No. But the only <laughs> the only real advice, and then you fan out from it. The only real real advice that I have is, be you and believe in your purpose. That's not corny at all. Well, it is like woo woo. It's not an action step, but you take action steps from there. Yeah. You know, because once you realize what your purpose is, and that you're okay, and that you're doing the right thing. Then you create your plans based on that and your action steps based on that. You find the right advisors. You collaborate. You get on podcasts. I mean, depending on what your business Good is. But you also need to understand that when you are truly you and you believe in your purpose, that's your brand. And branding is unfortunately everything in business. Right. So that's your brand. So I, I know this is a podcast, but... I wear certain attire every time I do something official. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that when you see me on my bicycle riding down <laughs> to Mariners Point Park that I will be wearing a blouse. I will be having my ponytail and my sunglasses, and that's okay because that's me too. That's my right. life. So be honest with who you are, believe in your purpose, and keep going. Good advice. Well, thank you again for coming on. And fun. Again, if anybody wants to be on the podcast, it is free to come on. I, I encourage you, please do so. Contact me at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. 
Dr. Natalie Forrest, once again, thank you. And hopefully you'll come back for the other podcast. Oh, I can't wait. I'll make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.